Hi, welcome to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm your host, Tom Nielsen. Hey, fun lovers. If you grew up in the 50s and 60s, there's a good chance that sometime in your early childhood, your parents took you to one of the numerous amusement parks that were located all over the East Coast. Now, for one reason or another, that's a phenomenon that we don't see that much anymore. Like so many other things, amusement parks are a dim memory of our distant past, very often done in by the great American pastime of buying and selling real estate. Turns out that many amusement parks were located on extremely valuable prime pieces of property, and the money required to keep them going far outpaced the return on investment after a while. So, like any other businessman, some amusement park owners soon decided to make a fast buck by selling out and reaping a windfall in profits when the property was transformed into a new condominium complex or retail strip center. But not all amusement parks were victims of this trend. There are still some that survived to this very day. Looking back now, I can recall some of my favorite parks that I went to as a kid beginning with one of the most famous amusement parks of all, thanks to a top 40 hit by Freddie Boom Boom Cannon, Palisades Park. Because Palisades Park was located in Fort Lee, New Jersey, almost an hour away from our house, we didn't go there that often. But it was usually a full day event including snacks and refreshments while we were there. You know the kind I mean. Hot dogs, french fries, ice cream, soda. A famous fast food diet of the 1950s. We usually tried to stay away from gut-wrenching, stomach-twisting rides like the Tilt-A-Whirl before lunch and just concentrate on the milder, easy-going rides like the Carousel, the Antique Cars, or my favorite, the Ansco Rocket Ship. Looking back on it now, the rocket ship was rather lame, come to think of it. You climbed into this small space like a sawed-off airplane cockpit, and a movie screen would unfold at the front of the cabin. As the movie narrated a trip into outer space, the ship would slowly tilt up and down, thanks to some rather primitive hydraulic lifts. And every once in a while, when you encountered asteroids or something, the whole ship would vibrate, giving you the sensation of swerving to avoid a collision. <laughs> it was the virtual reality of its day. Not that big a deal, believe me. But for a young kid like me who was into space travel, it served as an adventure into your own imagination. The other New Jersey amusement parks that we went to more often included Olympic Park in Irvington, and the rides of Asbury Park, which were scattered here and there around the boardwalk. Olympic Park was a little different from Palisades Park, since the landscaping was a bit more wooded and bucolic, with shade trees everywhere, which made it more pleasant for walking around during those hot, humid summer months. And the carousel of Olympic Park had this amazing calliope pumping out old-fashioned waltzes all day long, not only that, it still retained one of the original features of carousels from long ago, a brass ring that you could theoretically reach out and grab if you were riding on one of the outermost horses. I don't know whether it was simply my short arms or the fact that the brass ring device had long since been deactivated, but I never quite managed to grab that elusive ring, 
it was always way out of my reach. Asbury Park, on the other hand, was a wonderful oceanfront attraction. No trees, but lots of great fresh salt air. In addition to the rides, it also featured a walk-through funhouse, the kind that you'd see years later in the typical haunted houses that seemed to pop up everywhere during the Halloween season. My favorite parts of the funhouse were the lopsided room and the sliding floors, as well as the jail cell where the bars were made of rubber instead of hardened steel. There were also illuminated paintings scattered throughout, which magically turned into some gruesome horror movie type scene whenever you stepped on a hidden switch in the floor. They were always good for giving you the shock of your life as you groped your way through the dark, scary corridors. As we move on to other amusement parks, let's not forget the tiny little park called Bertrand's Island, located at Lake Kapatkan. It was small, but still offered enough fun rides for a kid like me. And further away in the New York City area, there was Rockaway Beach, as well as Rye Playland, located on Long Island Sound. Rye Playland, by the way, was the place where the movie Big, starring Tom Hanks, filmed its famous scene with Zoltar, the fortune teller. Both Rockaway and Rye Playland were places that we usually traveled to by way of excursion boat. These small, miniature versions of modern-day cruise ships usually left from the docks at Bayonne, New Jersey, and took us on a relaxing trip around New York Harbor before actually arriving at the park. Now, as we make our way from the amusement parks of childhood to the ones we went to as adults, the first stop on our tour is another oceanfront park on the pier at Seaside Heights. The one and only time I went there was on a 4th of July weekend with my old buddies from high school. Little did we know how crowded Seaside Heights could be on a big holiday like that. It was literally wall-to-wall people, I tell you. You could barely move without bumping into strangers on all sides of you. Well, the bunch of us actually made our way out onto the pier, but didn't get very far at all. The hordes of sweaty, teeming humanity proved to be a little bit too much for our sensitive side. Not to mention the fear of all those hundreds of people who probably exceeded the weight limit of that aging wooden pier. We figured it would be wise to leave before the whole place collapsed into the Atlantic Ocean. Now, in my various travels over the years, of course, there were a few other amusement parks that I've experienced, like Opryland in Nashville, Tennessee, Dollywood also in Tennessee, the original Disneyland in Anaheim, California, Cedar Point in Sandusky, Ohio, Hershey Park in Pennsylvania, Old Orchard Beach in Maine, and one of those old-time family parks that dated back to the turn of the century, Chippewa Lake in Ohio. Now friends, I have to say, it was Chippewa Lake where I experienced a comeuppance like you wouldn't believe. Let me set the scene for you. I was working at a TV station, Channel 8 in Cleveland, and they had a tradition of treating all their employees to a big summer outing. That year, we went down to the amusement park at Chippewa Lake. And being the young, eager, ambitious newcomer that I was, I foolishly volunteered to help out with the games. You know, like the three-legged sack race, the balloon toss, you get the picture. My job was to serve as an MC, egging people on and saying clever things to get the party started. 
Well, to make a long story short, the Channel 8 crew was more than familiar with professional entertainers. They were a TV station, after all. And at that early stage in my career, I was certainly not in the same league as the stars they'd known over the years. So this brash young kid, yours truly, got out on the stage, started telling jokes and trying to direct this tough, unruly, somewhat intoxicated crowd in a series of party games. Of course, they would have nothing of it. They saw me as a new target for their shenanigans. So when it came time for the balloon toss, as if on cue, everyone holding water balloons did a giant heave-ho and tossed the balloons in my direction. I was totally drenched. And there I was, holding a live microphone. It was a minor miracle that I wasn't electrocuted. And to make matters even worse, I had invited a date along to this outing. So when she saw me there all sopping wet, she couldn't help but burst out laughing. It was one of the most embarrassing incidents in my entire life. Well, friends, the lesson learned that day was those who think they're hot stuff will usually get their flame extinguished. Sometimes with a water balloon, other times with a good swift kick in the rear. You've been listening to a Look Behind and Rewind. I'm Tom Nielsen. See you next time. Hi, this is Tom Nielsen. If you enjoyed this podcast, you're invited to hear more of our episodes at a Look Behind and Rewind. And feel free to share our link with friends, family, and others, as well as following us on buzzsprout.com, Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts.